feel this, this should be really a great conversation because anytime I talk to people about grounding or earthing, they're like, oh gosh, you know, this is some Rebecca's wacky stuff she's into. Or if I say anything about EMFs, they're like, oh, conspiracy theory. So I'm like, oh, okay. Here's someone who has, I'm sure, a lot of things to say about this. Actually, if you drive through my neighborhood, I'd say at least half of the people who live in my neighborhood have up signs, no 5G. So thoughts? <laughs> I want to move to that neighborhood. <laughs> Welcome to A Healthy Bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Justin. I mean, what made you decide to start a company helping us to guard our health against these electromagnetic fields? Yeah, well, I'm an athleticism performance coach. So athleticism.com started that about 25 years ago, working with amateur and professional athletes for sports performance. I do nerve work for sports performance and really looked out of the box to see how I could help facilitate getting these guys to perform at the higher level. And obviously one of the easiest things to do to get someone better is to clear the stressor out of their life. So I started seeing EMF as the man-made stuff as one of the biggest invisible stressors that we were facing. And then they just kept getting stronger and stronger and closer and closer to us. And so that's what brought me to the EMF rocks. Wow. So in case people are listening and they don't know what EMFs are, why don't you explain a little bit about them and why they can be hazardous to our health? Yeah. So Everybody, let's have a little biology <laughs> physics <laughs> lesson right here. We're not just a body in air. Like there's a little more to it than that. Everything has a waveform resonance. Everything carries a frequency. We are one with the universe's resonance. Let me say that again. We are one with the universe. Okay, we rev really close to the healing pulse of the earth. We do really well with waveforms that are unpolarized. Those would be considered waveforms. Our whole atmosphere, air or ether is all plasma, which waves and particles travel through. That's how you're able to hear me and I'm able to hear you. And really simple stuff, but people don't really look at it that way. Now, the universe is made with unpolarized waves. They distribute equally and every direction. But this man-made stuff, that's millimeter waves, one directional waveforms, or they would not work, that are 10 zeros faster than how we're meant to rev, sleep, and optimize. So you have a polarizing one directional waveform when we're built on waveforms that distribute equally in every direction. So the sun isn't a one directional beam or just zap us, we wouldn't be here. So that's kind of how these work. Those panels that you see on a cell tower have to face different directions because they can only go one directional in the direction they're facing. So simple physics, we're just made differently than man-made electromagnetic fields and frequencies. And when we bring in that different frequency at the mass volume that we do and 
the high level, the speed of which it does, it's going to affect our body. And you're talking about these mass amounts of these man-made. Can you explain where they're coming from? Yes, man-made millimeter waves. Okay, so there's two forms. Remember, there's cosmic shifts in the atmosphere, which be solar flares and things like that. And then there could be man-made. So man-made electricity comes in three different forms as well. It comes in electricity, dirty electricity, electricity and magnetic resonance, dirty electricity. And then you have the third one would be wireless, the one directional radio frequency, like the wireless waves that we call. And those are how, when we go to shop for a meter to measure the speed of these invisible waveforms, there's meters to quantify it. So a milligauss meter would meter electricity in the 50 to 60 waves per second. A dirty electricity meter would meter 4,000 to a couple hundred thousand waves per second. The wireless signal acoustometer would meet in the millions to billions of waves per second for a cell phone. So that's the difference is the, we have the cosmic shifts. Yeah. So when we shift the electromagnetic fields in our, in our atmosphere, in our electromagnetic blanket of an atmosphere, our bodies adapt to that. And that's what we've seen. And that's how we measure it. One question, when you say dirty electricity, can you explain what you mean by that? Yes, dirty electricity, it's, there's been lots of books on it, on different, that, that 4,000, a couple hundred thousand waves per second spectrum. It means that there's static in a line. So whenever you're working with electricity, you want to ground out these things. So signals going in and out of a junction have to meet or you have lots of static in the line. So dim switches on, on a light, that they're requesting a level of light. They're, you're requesting a certain level of light. And so to give you that light, they have to have static. It's, it's not a clean in and out. So that causes dirty electricity. Solar panels on a home, that would cause lots of dirty electricity because they're storing electricity, giving you the usage that you're requesting requesting. And so that's lots of dirty electricity. And then you have transformers and LED lights, lots of dirty electricity from these LED lights. So those are some of the big ones, rats eating lines going in and out of a junction. So if they don't meet dirty electricity, and, and so that's why you see them going and cleaning out the lines underneath, because a lot of people's homes will have flickering and they'll go in and off all the time. And that's dirty electricity. So these are things that we really have to look at when we're understanding dirty electricity spectrum. It can be easy to hear all of these things and then just kind of freak out and be like, okay, what am I going to do? Go like hide in the woods or something? Like, how do I get away from it? What do I do? I mean, I think there's a couple of different camps that people fall in. One, they just either don't believe this at all. It's completely a hoax or they believe it, but they're not sure what to do about it. So, and I think there's people that fully do believe in it. Like, okay, there's, there's the sturdy electricity, there's EMFs, I need to do some things. We can't just disengage from technology because 
you know, this is part, a lot of us, this is our job. This is how we communicate with one another. So what kind of precautions can people take? Maybe parents are listening and they're concerned about their kids because kids are, you know, they're on computers, they're using Wi-Fi and Bluetooth for school and everything else. What, what can parents do? Can you give us like some tips or strategies? Well, you're so right. Let me back up before I go into what we can do about it. But I think you're so right on so many levels as far as people really acknowledging or are willing to acknowledge it. They're like, hey, we've lived with electricity for since 1889, you know, and I feel fine. And, and but there's so many people that are electromagnetic sensitive. And you look at this book, there's a chart in the Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg. I forget which pages in the first hundred pages. And it, it, it starts in, in 1850 and then goes to 1940. And before 1889, when telegraph and electricity in people's homes, the flu would just come and go. And it was very minuscule when, as far as how many people would die from it. Then when we started introducing electricity in the homes, the flu was here to stay. And then 1918, it spiked up. And then obviously it spiked up again, Spanish flu, you know, so, and so these are the things that we're seeing. There's like records and it's documented that the stuff, when we roll this stuff out on big levels, that it really affects us. So even our own government in 1996 established procedural protocol levels and said, hey, if something's ionizing and creates a thermal effect, that's not healthy for us. But if it's non-ionizing, then you can still use it and use as much of it and, and then you're good to go. But what we know is that's a lie now because Dr. Martin Paul talks about the voltage-gated calcium channels opening up, letting positive calcium into a negative cell and turn causing tremendous cell and DNA damage. So we know these studies have disproved it. Bioinitiative.org had a couple hundred scientists from 40 countries. They've done thousands of studies setting these procedural levels of electricity, dirty electricity and wireless they've shown that the stuff is not healthy for you. So it's not really a matter of, is it harmful for you? It's a matter of who's really listening to it and who's aware to it and who really wants to acknowledge that the stuff, hey, it's so different. And it's a really, I think it's an educational component of understanding the difference in waveforms. So when you let someone know that we're made with waveforms that distribute equally in every direction, the resonance of our body is unpolarized. It distributes equally in every direction, like the sun, like the human resonance of the earth at 7.83 hertz or waves per second. It's that pulse. You can't just stand in one spot and get a laser beam fountain coming up and then you're good. Like that just isn't how we work and the universe works. So understanding basic physics and biology of how we're designed will get those people to understand that the stuff isn't enhancing. And once we understand that it's not enhancing, then we understand that we have to shut it down and take protocols to slow the bandwidth. So my phone's on airplane mode right now. I'm hardwired in my computer. I have zero wireless radiation affecting me in my direct proximity. So this is where we want to start to learn to coexist with this stuff. 
And, you know, I just happen to have one of our EMF rocks grounding bags on my desk. Actually, I have two and a mini. And so I have established proximity protocols with this stuff. I have products to help convert the one directional waveforms with me. And I have these practices outside of my office and home where I get grounded by nature outside by going barefoot, having to pick the next up outside, touching a tree. I live in Laguna Beach, California. I surf all the time. I'm in the water, Pacific Ocean, every single day. And that is how I get grounded because that's full of negative ion charge. We pull the electrons from it to recharge our body battery. This is simply how we work. We get the positive from the sun, unpolarized, that distributed equally in every direction, negative from below, and we breathe in the microbiome and the minerals. Really simple. You're going to Weston Price. You're going to hear Eileen McCusick. She's going to say that same thing. That's what she wrote about in her book. This is how we rev and work as a body. So the people that don't get it, we just have to educate them and let them know that first off, like a virus is our adaptive system. It's, there's nothing flying around to kill anyone. I mean, literally, a virus is a dead protein. It's a system upgrade to adapt to environmental toxins like 5G or glyphosate when we're poisoned by them. That's what we're adapting to right now. So education, understanding biology, physics, waveform, nutrition, it's so many different levels of this will push us through to allow us to come together and have proximity awarenesses with this and be able to live a lot healthier, abundant lives. So that's a lot of information to take in. And I feel like some of that might be a little bit over our heads. So I'm looking for some practical tips, like what are things that parents can do? Say they're listening and they see the validity in your argument and they want to, maybe they just want to even err on the side of caution. Okay. I'm not 100% sure that this is a danger to my family's health, but let's just say maybe it is. What are some of the steps that we can take? What can we put in place to help us to reduce this load in our environments? Yeah, Rebecca, first off is to identify what the stressors are. So get some meters. You have electricity meter, dirty electricity, wireless meter. Start to see where they are. Okay, so we have electricity in our walls. We know that. If your bed's touching the wall, it's charged to the level outlet. So maybe put a grounding bag. You know, on your bed, that would be great. Maybe turn the electricity off in your entire bedroom at night. Turn your router off, Put a, get a timer on your electrical outlet that turns your routers off at night so you can sleep and something's not pinging. It's like something's tapping you on your shoulder saying, hey, Rebecca, talk to me all night long. You're going, hey, I wanna sleep. That's what these waveforms do, 2.45 billion waves per second your brain sleeps at one to eight hertz or waves per second. So your brain tries to figure out what that frequency is. So that's why people go into a twilight sleep. So shut down the electricity at night, put the routers on timers, convert your smart meter to analog. The smart meter is your automated gas and electric meter that the gas and electric company sold. They, they got to eliminate a lot of jobs, lower their costs, increase the revenue by automating this stuff. It's a, 
It's a, it's a sporadic pulse every seven to 15 seconds at billions of waves per second. That messes with your body and your sleep and it's very destructive for the body. In a lot of states like California, you can opt out and convert it back to an analog meter. $75 one-time fee, $10 a month, not a big deal for most people, but it'll make a significant deal to get your home off the grid of that internet of things that they're looking for everyone to be dialed in on. Mm -hmm. uh, I would look at getting rid of solar on your home, avoid solar at all costs, avoid incandescent, uh, go back to incandescent lights, avoid the new LED lights, really make sure your, your home's grounded properly. So have an electrician ground out stuff. You can add a couple grounding rods, you know, connecting to your panel and then find a vortex where it's really good for the other rod connect those lines going through your water lines, hot, cold, everything, ground out the home. There's a lot of different solutions that people can start to look at. Make sure you're charging your devices in other rooms. Make sure they're on airplane mode or in a Faraday bag as well and or both because the Faraday bag will help preserve the life of your battery because of the data harvesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Faraday bags. Can you explain how that works? Because you just, a couple of things you said, avoid being near your phone while it's charging. Why would we do that? Well, you just don't want your phone in your bedroom when you're charging because the, the actual, when you're the, the plug that you plug it in and then the little box for the charger, that's a little battery-esque deal that's charging it. So that has a resonance that's, that's milligauss stressor. So you again, you want to have that in another room. I mean, I think other than subconsciously having your home and your bedroom, especially a safe space where you can get sleep and really ground and restore and heal, you don't want to be inundated by man-made non-native frequencies. So get that stuff out, allow your home to be a sanctuary and especially in the bedroom. So that's why you want to charge it elsewhere. And what about airplane mode? Is that enough? Or do we need more than just putting our phone on airplane mode when we're sleeping? And that would be the best first step. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think you're, a lot of people are doing both. I, I've seen better results doing both as far as the life of the battery lasts. They're, these cell companies are getting so tricky with being able to, harvest information and track where you're at and, and aggregate all this for surveillance marketing to where they're listening to everything you're doing and saying. So if you can have another layer of protection other than just airplane mode, that's going to serve you and your best interest. Slow down the AI so they're not aggregating all this stuff. And, and it, that, that to me is, is really beneficial too. And the Faraday bag works to help with this. Yeah, it does. The phone, the phone will still ring in it. It's seven millimeters of aluminum static bag. Even when you double up the newer phones, your location still can be found after 10 minutes. The seepage, this is 14 mi millimeters. When you have two of these, I have a bigger one, eight by eight. This is four by eight and a half. That when you double up on these at 14 millimeters of a Faraday bag, a static aluminum bag, they can still find your location. It's unbelievable. Your phone, a newer phone will ring through this. So frequency just go in and out of that, but there's something physics why when you put a 
positive charge, a polarizing charge in it. It squashes it to safe levels. And then we, I, I, we actually deploy our grounding bags, crystals inside of a static bag as well. But when you put a positive charge in them, they end up amplifying it. So that's a whole different conversation. But these Faraday bags are super, super effective for slowing down the bound. So if I were to muscle test someone through applied kinesiology, if you just test it with the phone in the hand, they go weak. You put it in here, they're strong. You put it in here when it's ringing, they're still strong. Wow. That's amazing. What about, couldn't you just apply that to your entire bed? Well, that's the whole thing is like what you said earlier, Rebecca, we don't want to live in a Faraday cage. I mean, <laughs> we, we can't, we can't sleep in a tent and, you know, live in a Faraday cage. All We got to coexist with this stuff. So for the moms out there looking to coexist with it, that's why we created these rocks is because we're not a blocking device. We're not saying, Hey, you can't live your life. We're saying, no, no, no. Put these in your bed. You'll sleep better than ever. Five together will clear 2000 square feet of your home. Put the mini in your kid's backpack or in your purse or in a guy's pocket. And you can have protection wherever you go. That's the whole thing is we can now coexist with man-made EMF because of the grounding bags. So without being too, too technical, too sciencey, how does it work? Just the way the earth works. So these crystals have a resonance. It's just like walking barefoot in a bag. They're hand-mined crystals. They have moisture magnetic properties. So shungite, amethyst, black tourmaline, they all have known magnetic resonances to them to help with EMF. That's why so many people have them on their desks. These have that, plus they have a moisture content because they were compressed from an underground water source. The combination gives them a really stronger resonance for helping protect us from EMF and recharging us. So they kick off a resonance. That resonance converts the one directional waveform. There may be some absorption, a lot of conversion. So we end up accepting, our bodies end up accepting technology, man-made, non-native technology a lot better. That's okay. how it works. It's the same Absolutely. way of going outside and getting grounded outside. It's that negative charge to convert the resonance, mm -hmm. to recharge us. We pull the electrons in us to ground us. That's how this stuff works. So it's no different from being outside than to having a grounding bag, you know, on your bed. You're just going to feel it. Everyone will sleep three to 50% deeper. That's why we sell them at doctor clinics all around the country. Fascinating. So if someone's listening and they want to just research and get into this more, where can we find you? emfrocks.com mm -hmm. athleticism.com is the other site and that's where i have curated health and performance products so those are the two sites that's great i'll make sure to put those links in the show notes so that people can find you easier i just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to share this information it's really important not just for parents for everyone but i i know a lot of parents are getting concerned about this and they really want to do what they can. But at the same time, you know, time marches on and we have technology in our lives, I think, to stay. So. Yeah, well, it'll be beneficial for all the moms. I mean, this, this 5G is, it's definitely here to stay, unfortunately, but it's definitely the reason everyone's getting sick and 
cognitive challenges are the first challenges that they'll see with themselves and their kids. So to really get them grounded, get the iPads off their laps and get the earbuds out of their ears and get the smartwatches off their wrists are going to be huge, huge benefit for their kids for their long-term health. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please write and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero-waste lifestyle, and lots more on thatorganicmom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.